this is a film that I have long found fascinating called The Murderers Are Among Us, released in 1946. And it was one of the very first German feature films made after the war, made in East Germany uh, by a director called Wolfgang Stauter. And it was one of the Trümmer films, basically rubble films. So films made in, in Germany in the kind of post-war ruins. Uh, this is a film I first heard of in the Adam Curtis documentary series, The Living Dead, where Curtis is talking about the ways in which political regimes use history for political and ideological ends. And in The Living Dead, the first episode, Curtis covers the Nuremberg trials, and he covers in particular the trial of Hermann Goering and the way in which the Allies wanted Goering to say enough to thoroughly implicate Nazi Germany or sort of thoroughly criminate Nazi Germany and depict it as a criminal society, but not so much that he incriminated the United States, the UK and other Western countries um, in that criminality. So The Murderers Are Among Us was made in, in this context. It's a film about a military surgeon called Hans Mertens who keeps having flashbacks and drinking heavily. And then an artist and concentration camp survivor called Susanna comes home to find Mertens living in her apartment. At this point, Mertens encounters his former captain called Bruckner, who was more complicit with the Nazis. And I'm going to have to give a spoiler warning here for anyone who does want to watch the film, because Mertens tries to kill Bruckner twice and, and Susanna stops him. All of the narrative logic, right up until almost the very end of the film, would result in Mertens killing Bruckner. And that indeed was the original ending of the film, but when Stouter was trying to get funding. The British, the French and the Americans refused to fund the film entirely. Uh, and the Soviets only did so on the condition that the ending was changed, that Bruckner was put on trial for war crimes because they feared vigilante justice. I mean, we, we talked in the, um, the episode about documentary films about um, Gustav Gobrin's film, Yasenovats, about the camp in Croatia, which was made in 1945 and indeed ends with a call for any form of, of frontier justice that people think is appropriate to what's happened. I think that's really interesting with The Murderers Are Among Us. And I wonder if there's anything you would like to kind of add to the sort of ethical considerations around what happened with the writing of that film? Yeah, I mean, it's helpful, I think, to think about it as a Holocaust film, but also as not a Holocaust film, because in many senses, it's not a Holocaust film. And it, it's at a moment when uh, also like some, like um, Yasa Novach and some of the other films we were talking about from 1945, 1946, where there has yet to crystallise a set of conventions around what it means to represent the Holocaust and what the Holocaust is. And the, so, so the ways in which this film, this Trümer film, refers to um, the Holocaust, as you've mentioned, the um, heroine, Susanna Wallner, returns from a concentration camp which is never named, which we hear nothing about, which is present as, a, as an absence effectively in the film. So this is not a film that, like some of the other films that we've been talking about, contains images of camps. It, they, are, they are not there. But so there's a reference in the dialogue. There is also a reference uh, which really stands out um, because it's at odds with much of the rest of the film, but helps to explain the narrative which is the reference that we see in a newspaper headline to Auschwitz and to mass gassings at Auschwitz. 
So this is a film that is, to some extent, at least acknowledging German war crimes, importantly. And there are also, thirdly, the different kinds of flashbacks that the hero Matten's experiences and which indicate or indicate to us his motives for um, wanting wishing to kill um, Bruckner. First of all, he so so it emerges through the flashbacks that he and Bruckner were involved in some kind of atrocity, some kind of mass killing in Poland. First of all, there's an oral flashback, then there's a visual flashback. And Bruckner was ordering um, this killing, whereas Martens was simply um, was trying to trying to stop it from happening, but didn't in the end intervene to stop it from happening. However, the the fact that there is no or there is no identification in the film of the victims of that atrocity, for example, is perhaps symptomatic of various ways in which the Trume um, Filma as a as a border cycle, but also other films from that time were more keen to promote um, a humanist and perhaps also a universalist um, understanding of that, that moment in history that would attempt to bring people together, shore up national identities again. I'm thinking also um, of the film we were talking about in the previous conversation, uh, the French film, The Return, which is similarly not keen to identify the particular groups of people who the Nazis persecuted. We've got the same thing happening in this fiction film. There is no reference to Jewish people or Roma people or Sinti people or LGBTQ people and so on. So there's a, um, a real attempt to, well, we could we could say that the perspective is more universalizing. And also you mentioned the, um, the ending of the film. The other thing that is to me utterly shocking about the ending is that the final image, if I remember correctly, is a sea of graves with crosses on them. So this is a this is a film that ends with an image of Christian loss rather than Jewish loss or, or losses of other kinds. And that is imagery that we find again and again in films of that time. For example, the film I mentioned in the last episode, Death Mills, the, the film that was shown widely to the German population, similarly begins and ends with groups of people carrying crosses for, for graves. So yeah, just some thoughts on Die Mode sind unter uns.